Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. Guys, my name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, lot of love and passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition as a precise tool to look, feel, and do your absolute best. And food can do all of this, guys. It can help you to feel, look, uh, and do the best that you've ever done before. That's why I'm so passionate, passionate about it. Food, we are made of it. Every single cell, emotion, thought, chemical in our body cannot be made without initial building blocks that we get from food. The only source. Um, of course, then it's influenced by environment and a lot of other things, but without food, none of that is gonna happen. And food can literally change our personality. Believe it or not, but that's what nutritional psychiatry, a fast-paced developing field, tells us. Food we eat, it affects our microbiome, our biochemistry, our microbiome, those trillions of bacteria in our gut, six pounds or three kilos, they they eat our food and create all these different compounds, dopamine and serotonin and thousands of different molecules that go into our bloodstream and affect our biochemistry. And also this, uh, we have vagus nerve that connects our gut and our brain via this highway. And there is much more communication coming from our gut to our brain than the other way around. So our trillions of bacteria can literally, just yesterday I was listening to an episode by a Stanford neuroscientist and he was saying that uh, those gut bugs, bacteria in our gut, they can, can create a lot of different chemicals that get into our bloodstream, affect the basal uh, level of neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and other neurotransmitters, and they change the way we behave and the way we feel. They want to often make us do certain things so they feel better. So a lot of, you know, science, we still, of course, don't understand exactly how it all works and whether those bugs can actually think and understand what they do or not. But um, that's still developing field, but we do know that there is a huge influence. And uh, Rhonda Patrick, one of the biggest um, scientific voices out there who studies a lot of um, different, um, he's also she is also a researcher. <clears throat> and sorry, my voice is breaking up a little bit. Um, so she is a researcher and. Um, one of the leading voices in longevity and long-term health. And so she recently published a reel saying um, something that something like 50% of all of the molecules circulating in our bloodstream at all times are created by our gut microbiome or influence in one way or the other. So what I'm saying is foods affect those gut bugs, of course, other aspects of our environment, like um, stress levels, for example, can affect them. But food is a biggest factor, you know, uh, who we feed is going to live in our gut. And if certain bacteria do not have the foods to eat, they're going to eventually die. And so we have a lot of influence over our gut bacteria, and then in turn, they influence us. And that's a never-ending cycle. How fascinating 
fascinating is that? So that's just a little bit about my passion for food and nutrition and why I know it is so powerful and can change our personality. It changed my personality so many times while I was changing all of these diets and trying out all these things. Anyhow, guys, this week we are talking about brain types. By the way, that book that I mentioned yesterday about brain types, Seven Neuroscience Secrets to a Better Brain by Dr. Daniel Amen. Um, it's actually going to come out only March 22nd, I believe. So I got an early copy, but you have to wait. But you're going to get already, you are getting um, the most practical information from my perspective from that book. It's all about brain types, different uh, inclinations or properties of different brains, different neurochemicals that affect our personality and how we can change it to benefit our life and the results that we get in our life. On Monday, we talked about persistent brain, what's good about it and not so good about it and how you can affect it with food and lifestyle choices. On Tuesday, we talked about spontaneous, kind of the opposite of persistent brain time, that's creative spark out of the box thinking kind of type that often has difficulty focusing and getting things done and finished uh, and getting organized. And today, before we get into a little bit more skewed to one side brain types, like cautious or um, sensitive, these names are actually also from the book by Dr. Daniel Amin. that going to come out on March 22nd. So before we get into that, today I wanted briefly to talk about balanced brain type. Um, the brain that is persistent and focused when needs to be um, and flexible and creative when it needs to be uh, able to have fun and to consider other perspective, other people's points of views, but then also has, you know, its own focus and persistency. The brain that can go through adversity, through challenges and recover, accept the challenges and, you know, go through them, don't deny them, but um, at the same time recover uh, and get back to normal um, faster. Balanced brain is a resilient brain. And we kind of all want to have that balanced brain to be adapted, well adapted to any situation that's going to come up in our life and go through that, learn from, from it, and then get better, grow, and then continue living. That's what balanced brain is all about. And you might already have it if you don't really have, you know, a lot of problems with focus or certain emotional patterns and uh, you're not stuck in any patterns. Things kind of like go their way. You know, you experience certain things in life, you get through challenging times, you learn from them, uh, you might experience some painful um, stuff. Uh, again, you learn from that and then you move on. Uh, you are 
good in your relationships with people, you don't have any sticking points, um, you don't ruminate on things really, you're not uh, overly anxious. By the way, there is a healthy level of anxiety, just wanted to mention it. Anxiety helps us actually to think ahead and prevent possible problems. It's just when we are too much into that and it stops us from taking action, that's a problem. Um, and you know, when it gets into more depressive state. But anyhow, so balanced brain, um, that's again the kind of brain you either have or you want to cultivate it. Um, I would say from my perspective, I personally um, has not really been a balanced type since I was a kid. Um, a lot of different stresses affected um, the way I grew up and the way my brain was set up, right? And so I was more an extreme brain type that a lot of people think, you know, they say, like I used to say, uh, well, I'm either on or off. Um, I either can say no uh, or go 100% for it, right? I'm either super down or super up. Now uh, I'm learning that actually balance is much better and it's easier on the body, on the mind, and it doesn't make the life bounce from one side to the other. Um, like, I don't even have the word for it. But jumping from extreme to extreme is not actually the best life experience, what I learned. Um, and so I learned to balance my brain and I want to share with you a few practices and foods that will help you to balance your brain too. And again, it doesn't matter where you come from, these practices and foods that I'm going to share with you today, when implemented, they will help you to balance out um, all the possible uh, imbalances and getting unstuck in your patterns, whether that's um, in relationship or personal developing or, uh, or work or um, in any way. So, all these practices, again, and foods, and there are not so many, actually, will help you to have a more balanced brain, a more balanced life. And and, uh, and I'm not saying that uh, you're not going to experience extreme stress or pain or uh, certain, you know, sticking points, but with a balanced brain, you'll be able to get through them and get and find your ground, so to speak, never... Um, going so far extreme that you can't go back, either, you know, getting overboard with overstimulation um, and all kinds of, I don't know, experiences that might lead to addictive state uh, or getting into depressive states or burning out. You know, you never want to push yourself that hard that it's hard to to come back and ground yourself back. So how to balance your brain? Um, let's start with practices before we get into food, actually. What helps a brain to be balanced? What helps you to be balanced physically and mentally and emotionally? Sleep, not optional. On the same schedule, you know, uh, seven, eight, sometimes nine hours a day, depending on uh, how active your life usually is. Exercise movement balances out all of the neurotransmitters, helps you, again, to be more balanced, more recovered, more stable. Meditation helps a lot to balance neurochemistry and, and your brain type. 
light. And you know, meditation, I actually wanted to touch briefly upon it. Um, it has this balancing effect. When you need more focus, it will help you to get more of that. When you need to be more mentally flexible and more creative, it will also help you to do that. When you need, when you need to learn how to have more fun and let go, uh, meditation will help with that. Or when you need to actually get a little bit more serious about things, meditation will also help that. It's kind of like a beautiful practice that, again, help you to be more balanced no matter where you're coming from. Um, light exposure, viewing a lot of, not so much viewing, meaning not looking at it, but being outside, um, exposing yourself to natural light and spending more time in naturally lit environments, that will always help your brain to produce optimal amount of different neurotransmitters. And actually, a light exposure is necessary for production, uh, optimal production of a lot of neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and God knows what else. We're just starting to understand how light environment affects our health and mental and emotional well-being. So light exposure and also not seeing bright light at night, of course, when we are not supposed to be um, exposing ourselves to any kind of light. Um, music also, different kinds of music help you to balance out your state. If you feel like you need a little bit more fun and creativity, listen to something that will give you that and only you know, you know, what kind of music brings you that. If you need to calm down, also use music for that, maybe more uh, calm or a meditative kind of music. Use music as sound. Uh, it has a profound effect on our brain chemistry. Um, and that's, I think, it for the practical side of things to affect and balance all the neurotransmitters. Again, sleep, light, exercise, meditation, music. This is not an extensive list in any way, but these are the things that have been shown uh, among all of the people to have this positive balancing effect. And then let's get to nutrition. And here I'd like to start actually with supplements. I read more and more, you know, neuroscience and nutrition and the combination of both and also gut health. And this is what most experts recommend to most of the people multivitamins and multiminerals. Why I say multivitamins and multiminerals? Because multivitamins do not uh, have, in most cases, sufficient amount of minerals like magnesium, like calcium, you might need to supplement with that, but also zinc, iron, and there is a whole list, I think it's like 13 or 14 uh, essential minerals that we need to have. And so multivitamin usually would have just a few, maybe zinc, maybe iron, maybe a couple more, but usually not enough of all of the minerals. Um, that's why multivitamin and multimineral. Then we have omega-3 fatty acids. For the brain specifically, you want to focus on DHA. I recently got DHA Extra by Nordic Naturals. Why DHA? Because it is specifically important in the brain. 97% of omega-3s in the brain are DHAs. Um, probiotics, a, and not necessarily taking capsules, but eating probiotic or rich or fermented foods, like maybe yogurt uh, or sauerkraut. And um, 
studies actually have shown that the combination of eating probiotic-rich foods, fermented foods, with um, a lot of fiber is the best solution for healthy gut. And by healthy gut, experts mean a lot of variety of microbes that exist in a balanced state. So it's a little bit still like fuzzy and shady around the ages, the definition of a healthy gut. We don't really know what exactly it looks like, but we know that variety of bacteria that coexist in a nice balance, that's what we are shooting for. And the combination of daily eating of probiotic-rich food or fermented foods and prebiotics of fiber seem to work the best for that uh, balanced variety of gut bugs um, condition. And then on the side note, alpha GPC, uh, I highly recommend you to add that if you are interested in maximizing your health and mental uh, cognitive performance and brain health and memory and focus and all this good brain state. Um, again, the recently book came out by Tony Robbins, Life Force. It's like 700 page book on all the longevity and, and all the latest biohacks and health upgrading technology. So the only brain supplement that he mentioned in his 700-page book was alpha-GPC or choline, CD-choline. There are two forms, actually many forms, but these seem to be the most effective, CD-choline or alpha-GPC. Uh, so I also highly recommend it and I'm taking it. On foods, you want to have a variety of foods. Extreme diets are not, from our experience and observational data, long-term data on humans, extreme diets like being completely vegan or going carnivore or keto or excluding certain whole food groups completely seem not to be great for um, our overall health, but also our brain health and balanced brain. So you want to have as much variety of whole foods as possible, foods that you are not allergic to in any way and you digest and absorb well. Um, you want to have proteins, specifically animal proteins. You know, funny thing, uh, we have these blue zones that are described by Dan Butner in his book on the longest living people. Um, it's, I think it's even called blue zones. And so the longest living people and the diets of longest living people, they did this analysis specifically of one group that had total vegans, vegetarians, and then also I believe vegans or vegetarians with fish. Like So the longest living people were the people with, in a fish group who ate a lot, a lot of plants with fish and did not eat any red meat or any other meat, but just the fish. And they lived the longest. Um, fish protein is one of the uh, nutrient-dense, one of the easiest to digest and absorb, one of the least, um, I don't know, negative effect kind of animal protein. So fish protein, guys, uh, really amazing, especially fatty fish, especially salmon, great for the brain. So eat your protein, eat your salmon or another fatty fish like mackerel, like sardines, um, like herring, um, eggs, organ meats like liver, especially chicken livers, such a nutritional powerhouse. 
Um, so these are an amazing protein, so lean protein, especially fish and shellfish, especially eggs, organ meats. So eat your protein, important for neurotransmitters and brain health and whole body health. Eat your carbohydrates, especially from things like sweet potatoes. Uh, sweet potatoes are just so much richer in nutrients than regular potatoes, and plus they have less negative side effects for gut health, it seems, um, in uh, a lot of people. Lentils, another source, really rich source of nutrients and rich source of fiber and help you to balance your blood sugar so well. So eat those carbohydrates, sweet potatoes, lentils, great for serotonin and GABA and um, a lot of neurotransmitters, right? So combine your protein, combine your... with. Um, carbohydrates with a lot of fiber and nutrients. Um, also eating um, foods like dark chocolate, greens, and a lot of colorful vegetables, berries, especially blueberries, raspberries, uh, blackberries, strawberries, eating walnuts and other nuts and seeds. These are amazing for your brain foods. Uh, the best, I would say, foods, right? So you eat your protein, you eat your carbohydrates and um, add foods like chocolate, greens, berries, walnuts, lots of vegetables. Again, sorry for the noise. There's always something going on at this time of the day. So these foods will help you to feed your balanced brain, eat them regularly. I personally um, design my whole daily menu based on these foods, right? I eat my proteins, I eat my carbohydrates, I eat my chocolate, my greens, my berries, vegetables, walnuts, nuts and seeds. I eat my probiotic-rich foods. In my case, it's yogurt. Um, so this is kind of like my daily menu. And avoid things as much as possible, um, alcohol especially, uh, sugars, any kind of processed carbohydrates, um, white flowers, and um, added, again, sweeteners, natural or natural fruit juices, oils that were industrially manufactured um, in plastic bottles, yellow stuff, that's the oils I'm talking about, in, instead use natural, uh, naturally extracted oils, avocado, olive, coconut, um, natural butter and ghee. Avoid processed foods, processed food ingredients as much as possible, um, and avoid extreme diets, and you're going to be in a pretty good place. Um, so today we talked about all the practices and foods for balanced brain time or to balance out any kind of brain type and make it more balanced. Re-listen to this episode again to kind of solidify this knowledge. And understand, guys, again, that more often than not, our brain is very malleable, is very flexible, and it changes and adapts every day depending on what we eat, on what we do, on experiences that we go through in our life. 
But you can always use foods and behaviors to get back to balance, to ground yourself, to change your state, right? If on some days you feel a lot of spontaneity, but you need to get a little bit more focused, maybe eat a little bit more protein on that day. If on some day you want to be more spontaneous, more creative, maybe eat less protein on that day and eat more of things like... Um, vegetarian and vegan-based foods, carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, chickpeas, bananas, blueberries. Um, behaviors also help with that, right? You want to be more creative? Listen to the kind of music that makes you feel more creative. You want to be more focused? Listen to the music that makes you feel more focused. Uh, there are also practices, like for example, cold shower is great for dopamine to keep you focused and keep you working on one thing, having like kind of blinders on your um, eyes, on your head, right? So there are different practices to boost certain neurotransmitter but today we talked about practices that gonna bring you back to balanced state where you kind of get the best of all of the brain types practices foods so use this knowledge don't just settle for what you feel if it's not working for what you want to achieve on this day or in this period of your life for me you know on some days I need more motivation, I need more focus, I need more persistence to get after the thing and to finish thing. Sometimes I need more creativity and need to let go and need to be more flexible and cooperative and uh, open-minded. And then I adjust accordingly, right? So figure out what you need to accomplish on any, on any day and then design your behavior and your foods accordingly that's the biggest takeaway guys from this week you can design your brain states for to optimally accomplish what you need to accomplish what you want to accomplish that's it for today guys thank you for tuning in thank you for listening don't forget to share this episode with at least one person who is equally excited to learn about all the brain types and brain tools brain foods to get our to own, turn our genius brain on and deliver our best work and to have the best life experience. So I share this episode, use the tools. If you have any questions, reach out and stay tuned for two more episodes this week about the cautious brain and the sensitive brain uh, for highly sensitive people. I'm actually one of those people for whom, you know, sounds are too loud, um, colors sometimes are too bright, who can't really work in any crowded place and environment is more often than not overwhelming. So if you're one of those people, also stay tuned. Um, I'll teach you how to manage that and have and enjoy your life more. Right? Stay tuned and as usual, till next time, eat better daily. <laughs>